time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis has found the movers that you missed in today's action. If you were too busy watching tech pull things together and retail get blown up, George has some interesting stocks for your radar. Matterport, George, uh, let's start there, okay? And by the way, good Thanksgiving to you, sir, one day early. You too, OJ. I appreciate it. Thanks, you George. Have a nice weekend as well. Absolutely will. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Matterport. I mean, it's well deserved for sure. Uh, Matterport. Yeah, interesting company. OJ. It's uh, is an IPO that was back in February, very reverse uh, merger, very a SPAC. It's actually up quite a bit since then. Uh, it was at around ten dollars back then, about twenty eight dollars right now. But uh, interesting technology. It's a software company that's focused on uh, spatial three D digital rendering and indexing. Effectively, it's an all in one platform that allows users to engage in accurate and of course immersive digital rendering, if you will. In other words, it does a 3D replicas of things like houses, commercial buildings, retail spaces, uh, and even manufacturing plants. And uh, it's sort of a one of a kind technology where uh, this company Matterport is sort of, sort of the first to market to present this sort of technology that it seems to be gaining traction from uh, commercial real estate uh, leasing agents. In other words, if you want to actually do a remote viewing of a commercial property, you can complete a 3D image rendering of the property using mm. a very simple iPhone or a Google smartphone, uh, which again is a, a very, very, uh, very additive value proposition for uh, commercial leasing agents, but also uh, you can utilize the software for uh, real estate agents that want to do virtual showings and open houses that are on a virtual basis. And uh, the real estate agents themselves can create the 3D rendering uh, altogether via a simple smartphone. Okay. So, George, this is pretty cool. It's, uh, you know, a pretty dynamic and for some pretty major products, uh, right? Like, uh, you know, where this is not 3D printing some some nuts and bolts. This is... Uh, like uh, making uh, recreations of uh, entire blueprints of architecture. It is. It is. Yeah. So there's a couple of ways the company can generate revenue from that OJ. They can generate revenue from um, from licensing images. Uh, in other words, if they do capture images, they can catalog those and, of course, sell the rights to those images. The other thing is, is you got to think about the elements of you know rendering or imaging any space at any time. It's an on-demand service. So mm -hmm. that is very valuable. I mean, if you think about the nature of the technology itself, but at the same time, from a business model standpoint, subscriptions. I mean, CBRE, which is a big real estate commercial, right. commercial real estate firm, utilizes Matterport. I think overall, uh, if you think about leasing properties, it really comes down to taking the time, energy, to, to go to visit the location in person versus, again, utilizing Matterport's technology, you can do so on a virtual basis. So this is one way to, of course, economize on time, efficiencies, and the scalable architecture of the software itself, which is, again, uh, very, very, uh, very useful. And, and I think if you think about operations as well, maintaining building operations from a remote basis, even uh, running retail operations yeah. or uh, retail outfits could be done on a remote basis utilizing this uh, this 3D imaging software. That's pretty cool. Uh, it's like when you're looking for a home, I like to window shop on Zillow and you can walk through the 3D uh, and the recreations. You can go through the home. So yes. obviously people were able to buy homes without actually seeing them in person. They saw the replicas, they saw the tech like we see from Matterport. By the way, George, you're second yeah. to this, Ken Rose. Put this on our Overlook Stocks radar. 
about a week and a half ago. I don't know if you know that. Ken Rose spotted the mes- this metaverse play. Yeah, I didn't, didn't know that. But one of the things also about this, if you think about uh, 3D rendering of, uh, of property, OJ, think about, uh, you know, for instance, insurance adjusters. When they go to a property that's been maybe damaged yeah. in some capacity. They know what it or, once looked or like. Or even, yeah, even evaluation of a property beforehand before you underwrite a policy. I mean, all of this can be done on a virtual basis, which, again, saves on employment costs uh, and, of course, time. Uh, to to actually catalog these kinds of uh, images. So it's a very useful technology. Like I said, they seem to be first to market in this capacity. Uh, but again, profitability profile of the business overall, you got to maintain uh, growth as well as, in my view, at least a, a few quarters worth of consistent uh, reported earnings. It's got a couple of quarters of reported earnings in terms of top line sales, about 30%. But overall, it's been a nice trend for the stock, and it looks like it's going to continue the upside. All right. Uh, nice move today, 9.5% more, so 9.8. Big swing uh, continuing here to the upside. George, uh, nice uh, follow-on to Mr. Rose. <laughs> okay, let's uh, talk about Golden Ocean. Uh, George, uh, this is a dry bulk shipping company. So we went from, like, metaverse virtual to as, like, real salty earth and industry as you can find, right? Golden Ocean Group, dry bulk shipping. Yeah, it's a Norwegian, uh, you know, from the earth, uh, if you will, OJ, when it comes to what they ship, commodities, ores, coals, uh, grains, and fertilizers. This is a a core bread and butter, basically uh, real economy play when it comes down to shipping. And we know that right now, shipping companies have certainly economized all these uh, COVID-related uh, business discontinuity in, in supply chains. And so it's a very strong business with strong momentum and pricing power right now. Uh, the company itself uh, pretty much owns its own fleet, but it also charters uh, anything from a backhaul business, but also uh, idle time when it comes to capacity carriage needs. Uh, the stock is up 113% over the last year. It's to be expected because it's a cyclical play, there's no doubt. But it does have strong business momentum as well as a very lean operation. I mean, this, the company generates about a billion eight in sales, uh, and it only uh, has about 38 employees. So they use other third-party maintenance and service contractors to uh, to service their fleets. But it's a it's been a business that really right-sized its business uh, from the get-go. Prior to COVID, they actually added four new vessels to their fleet, and then then they essentially quadruple that to 16 more. Uh, in the last year or so. So they're really, again, like I said, capitalizing on, on higher prices. They're also generating some very substantive revenues. I mean, for Q2, the revenues are about 130% on a year-over-year basis. This last quarter, which they recently reported, they beat the expectations quite uh, quite aggressively. I mean, they came in around $327 million in sales for the quarter. They were expected to have only about $200 million, and that's still about 100% year-over-year growth, but EBITDA on a gap basis, not not a non-gap, but on a gap basis, they beat expectations by 36 cents, coming at 96 cents for the entire quarter. Mm. And so with that said, if you annualize that, you know, that's close to uh, about $3.86 worth of uh, of EBITDA. And they did, of course, uh, in their last report, uh, raise their dividend uh, to about 86 cents or 85 cents uh, a share. Uh, So they're very, very uh, shareholder conscious uh, with a dividend yield of close to 9% of total EBITDA. They do expect EBITDA to growth to continue through at least Q1 of 2020 based on guidance. 
But uh, I think right now, if you look at the profit margins for the business, they've expanded rapidly. And that's because of the operating leverage. I mean, once you've got a fleet, you have fixed capital. And that fixed capital is going to cost you money regardless if you're shipping or not. And once you start shipping and your services are in demand and prices rise uh, and very low variable costs, you get mm. huge profit margins. That's what you see in the shipping group. And that's why you've seen the stock uh, perform nicely over the last year. It has been doing well over the last year. It uh, started to pull back uh, this uh, past couple months, though. However, yeah. after today's rally, 14% on earnings, too, some potential maybe for a turnaround here, but uh, a definite uh, must watch given the supply chain centric uh, uh, story here for this business. That's super important right now. And having companies that we can track uh, to maybe benefit from some of this. Uh, to some extent. George, last one you got, Gardens Health. Uh, we've mentioned this one before. What's the latest here uh, for this business? You know, it's it's an interesting business, OJ. Look, it, it is a growth stock. It's actually not performed all that well, despite being up about 14% or so today. It's actually down 16% on a year-to-day basis, but it's a healthcare diagnostic and research company. Uh, they basically provide diagnostic uh, testing that are non-invasive, so it doesn't utilize biopsies, they use blood tests to actually detect uh, things like lung cancer, bladder cancer, breast cancers, ovarian cancers, and, and hopefully colorectal cancers. I think this is one of their their, their growth avenues, but uh, it's it's liquid-based, like I said, non-invasive, and it's sort of in this, uh, in this area of diagnostics that's called precision medicines, especially in the areas of oncology where taking biopsies are typically more evasive and, and kind of scary to say the least. Um, mm -hmm. There are 14 analysts that cover the company with a $160 price target and all of them have either a hold or a outperform rating in some degree. There's no sell uh, or underperform rating on the stock, but the stock hasn't performed all that well in the last year. So, you know, with the, with the move today, I, it kind of you know, gauges my curiosity as to why, but uh, I did look at their last quarter revenue numbers in total they had a 27% year-over-year growth rate. But what I did notice, and I think this is important for any diagnostic company, especially those that are using genomic types of testing, is clinical application. And within their sales growth numbers of 27%, 58% growth was in clinical application versus about 30-so-odd percent growth in mm. research and development. So what I actually think is going on for the company OJ in the last year is, is that they had very, very high R&D expenses. Their, their EBITDA margins were quite uh, terrible, to say the least. Top-line sales seem to be steadying, and it may be a situation where this last year, the company's uh, uh, profit losses, if you will, or loss-making uh, business or a portion of their business might be bottoming out because of the fact that they're getting more and more clinical application which again uh, seems to be very, very accretive to uh, improving margins going forward and reducing R&D expenses. So All it's right. one to watch. It's not necessarily one that's uh, maybe got some momentum going forward in the next you know, you know, few weeks or so, but it might be a 2022 play to certainly keep in mind. It does have partners with Amgen, Janssen Pharma. Uh, but again, I, what interested me in the, uh, in the move and based on the research I did, did is, is the application for uh, for more clinical use, they actually have about 13% of the uh, of the non-invasive blood-based testing for breast cancer, and colorectal cancer is actually down the road for this business, in, in which again uh, it is seeking to get FDA approval for. Okay, George, uh, really interesting context, especially looks like it fits right with the chart downtrending, but now trying to bounce and find a bottom 
as that uh, right. slower business, you know, kind of hits its trough, uh, perhaps. So uh, now becoming more of a growth potential story. On a day where we've been talking yes. about a lot of these exactly. uh, potentially disruptive growth plays, here's one for healthcare. George, thank you very much. Living up to the okay, task okay. as always. The Overlook Stock Master.